Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody, where we are serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement on episode 37. As always, I am joined by Tito. Tito, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And you know what, Doc? Since you missed him the last time we had him, I had to bring him back. So who's our who's our guest tonight? It me, the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, sheep. Thank, Thank you. you for coming back. So, Sheep, what have you been doing inside Hearthstone? I have been doing like all of the things. So I, I pushed to legend with Even Warrior. Even nice. Warrior was fun. Uh, praise upon those uh, those bots <laughs> um, <laughs> and just aggro in general. Typically an aggro enjoyer, but uh, guess what? Even Warrior got a buff with the buffs that just rolled out today. So uh, I haven't played w- w- with them since then. But it's going to be a blast. Uh, and THL. THL started. I'm in Wild and Legacy. And so far, I'm 0-1 in both, but having a blast doing it. <laughs> as long as you're having fun, that's what matters. Exactly. Duck, how about yourself? What have you been up to in Hearthstone this week? Yeah, so, I mean, what haven't I been up to in Hearthstone this week? Uh, been playing a lot. Uh, got my 500th Druid win uh, Couple well, last night, I think. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, Drum Druid was just super fun. And then I also got my 700th Hunter win, but I hit a very, very, very painful pocket meta of nothing but Plague and Blood DK for like 10 games. And I only needed to win three games with Hunter to get to 700. And it took way too long. And I did. I had the uh, the quest to deal 150 or like 200 hero damage, right? I did 134 damage in two games. <laughs> uh, you were playing against blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't win those two games. <laughs> Big hint. Um, and then I've also in battlegrounds or I, I mean, I've been playing in the battlegrounds. Sorry. I'm also in THL this season uh, playing in pro league uh, and I'm 0 one. I had a couple close games um it was just yeah i just had a couple of really bad misplays on two really 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 close games that co- could have cost me but uh still had some fun and i do have a problem with hearthstone and is that hearthstone is too much fun in just about every aspect of the game right now and there is literally not enough time in the day to play hearthstone because not everybody can manage their day like ridiculous hat like you can't be seven places at once at all times and do all these things like he can because he's just that's just how he is um but yeah hearthstone's in a good spot i just wish days were like 30 hours long tito my friend what have you been up to in hearthstone well before we get to that i want to point out two things one you can always tell when we have a podcaster on the show because they seamlessly fall into transitions like uh we just saw sheep do before so you, you when, when you hear that you know they probably have a podcast somewhere um two doc well done talking about how awesome hearthstone is we just reapplied for the uh creator program today so hopefully they come and listen to this episode and say yes they really love the hearthstone so what have nice. i been doing i am at the bottom of legend i am literally seeing diamond players and i don't care um I came in a little bit late. I came in about a week ago. We got there with Drum Druid. I got tired of everything else. I said, you know what? We're going to learn Drum Druid. I had Wicked Good on uh, the stream for an hour. We did that, and we rolled off some. I finished it up. It was easy. It was fun. 
Um, it is it is it is a feel good deck when you can just you know oh hey here is a board full of six twelve trees. Go ahead and um, deal with that. But once I got there, so I have uh, my one of my moderators and also a teammate of mine in THL. I'm also in the pro league. Is pilot and what we call some of the decks he gives me to play the pilot programs because they're usually <laughs> not good decks. But what so what happened on stream the other day was we saw somebody look like they were going to clear my board because they played they had a weapon and they played um, going down swinging and the weapon broke after the first hit, so they went from six damage each swing the three damage each swing. So they didn't clear my board. And so that started, well, what if we had instrument tech? Um, which is uh, instrument smasher, uh, whatever it is. It's the one that every time your uh, weapon breaks, equip a new demon hunter weapon. And what if we had puffer fish along with that? And what if we had, so, <laughs> so I've tanked my rank trying to make this work first. The, the, the cards together is interesting uh, we started with the relic package. Now we started to go with a little more uh, aggressive package with things like um, uh, the one two that gains attack every time you swing a weapon, and and just some things like that. Uh, we haven't found the right mix of things, hence the the droppage. But unlike you plebs in THL, <laughs> I'm zero one. Yeah, that's right. So I you're zero one. one? Yeah, I haven't won yet either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> but on last season, except for the last last match of the year, I went three and two every week. I, I played all five games, whether I won or lost. It was five games every week until the last one. This was, I lost one to three. So we don't have a streak to continue anymore. It's over. It's done. <laughs> Hopefully we can just win. But sheep. I'm curious, what have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? Gosh, outside of Hearthstone has been way busier than inside. And inside's been super busy. So um, the biggest thing is Born to be Wild had a dev interview that went live the day of recording. So this is the 22nd of August. Um, so with, uh, Matt London and Celestalon. So very exciting. Uh, we were like mentioned in the, the blog that, that went out today, which is really cool too. So that was really fun to record. Um, I also have like a new job that I'm starting up, uh, at the beginning of September. Got that like oh, yeah. official offer. Yeah. That's awesome. Super excited. You know, same company, different department, smaller department, like, better title so every, everything's nice. coming up sheep it's it's been heck yeah super fun um <laughs> super like rewarding uh doc how about yourself what have you been doing outside of the stony hearth see oh, professional man. hearthstone uh, uh, professional podcaster right there <laughs> uh so in like real life uh hurricane hillary has hit california and it's been moving up nevada and utah and I think we got like what should be our biggest part of the storm today. Uh, listeners, a little peek behind. Uh, I wasn't sure if we would have uh, power throughout the recording because we were having really, really heavy rain with lots of thunder and lightning. Um, and monsoon season was just here. And that's why I wasn't here with sheep last time. Um, so thankfully, knock on wood, um, 
Storm doesn't come back in any degree. But uh been playing a lot of Boulder's Gate, man. Boulder's Gate 3 is has to be like the best game I've played on launch day for as long as I can remember or in most recent memory. Like there's not another game I can think of that has made me feel this way about playing a brand new game in a very, very, very long time. Uh, Just finally went into act two with like 36 hours of gameplay. So I spent a lot of time in act one trying to make sure I did everything. Uh, Game's friggin' great. Uh, I also hit silver in League of Legends, which for me is a pretty big deal because I started off two years ago in Iron 2, which is like the absolute lowest in the rank you can be. So Iron 2, Iron 1, Bronze Thor through 1, Silver 4 through 1. Um, so I'm Silver 4. Uh, feels nice. Not complete trash. Yeah, thank you for the golf clap, Sheep. I appreciate it. Uh, Tito, what have you been doing outside Hearthstone? Well... One, I'm very excited for Ahsoka that starts streaming right now, and we are we are overcoming this in podcasting for everybody here instead of watching that right now. Um, I'm very <laughs> excited for that. Um, I had a plan to go back and watch all of the Rebels and, and the important Clone Wars and best laid plans. Never happened. Uh, I'll probably rewatch it again. I'll watch those again before I do a rewatch of Ahsoka. Uh, just very excited. Um Outside of that, I have been playing so much Minecraft. Now, I have two kids. I have an adult son, autistic, and he, for his entire life, has loved Minecraft. And we've occasionally done some service stuff, but we he does different things than I do, and so it's kind of weird. And my other son, who's nine, really loves it. Um, in fact, so much so that he has to have less time because he's too obsessed with it. But that's fine. So... One of the problems was we had a server for a little <laughs> yeah. while that was on my older son's computer, and that involved him running it all the time. But then he, he you know, computers trying you're trying to do other things with your computer. You don't want to do that. So this time I created a world, and we did a seed that we had a village right where we were, because I like doing things with villagers. So um, we we had a good seed, and we started playing. And then my <laughs> um, easy sheep. This isn't um, Blizzard. Um, <laughs> We, me and my younger son was playing and then we got my older son playing. So I, I got a hosted server and now that's, that world is unhosted, but it's funny how different things we do are like, I get in there, I say, okay, I'm going to build a uh, farm first and then I'm going to build an iron farm and then I'm going to make a trading hall and I'm going to make sure we have everything. And, and I go to the next thing. Well, okay, in order for this, I need this. So I do that. So I'm very systematic and orderly. My older son is out exploring ancient cities and, you know, having fun with that. And my youngest son bounces from thing, the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing. And he's like, well, I want, I need diamond armor. I'm like, you're going to have it in like a week. Let me just finish working on what I'm working on. Um, but you know, it doesn't get it. It's just funny how differently people can play in the same game. And I don't like sandbox games usually. Like I play, um, what's that? Uh, sea of pirates or whatever it is. Um, Oh, I love sea of thieves. Sea of thieves. Like I tried playing it and I'm like, it was, it was fine. But like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's rudderless. Like, what do I do? Well, you just kind of pilot around and you you do things. The the rudders on the bottom of the ship. You don't see it. You just see the wheel. Sure. Uh, but and then you, if you want to slow down, you just drop the anchor and right. But there's it's hard for me <laughs> to just kind of decide, hey, I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to do that. Minecraft is different in that way. And and I 
I get caught up in it like every few years where it's like that one is different because I can plan out what I'm going to do and I can visionize things. The other sandbox games, yeah. Um, but anyway, Doc, you weren't here when we talked to Sheep last time. So is there anything you want to ask Sheep um, as a as a auxiliary interview? We kind of left this one open, so. Uh, yeah, so Sheep, if you could make any dessert from scratch, what would it be and why? Oh, so similar to my answer, the, the, the last podcast where it's, you know, what is my favorite dessert? Peach cobbler, but not just peach cobbler, creeping crust peach cobbler. My grandmother made this back in the day and I've tried it a few times. It turns out OK. It not like she did it, though. So if I could make any dessert, it would be my grandmother's creeping crust peach cobbler. So for those of us in the back that don't know what creeping crust means. Oh, OK. So instead of like the crust, you know, being all around and like one whole thing, it's basically like gobules of crust kind of in the middle. And then it, as it bakes, it like creeps up and forms like the whole crust over it somehow. How? I I, I don't know. Baking magic somehow. That sounds incredible. It's so good. <laughs> and, and as it comes up, it gets all the like peach juice on it, too. But then like it, it gets that nice crust over the top as it bakes. It's just uh, chef's kiss good. Oh, man, that sounds delicious. Peach cobbler is one of my favorite things of all time. So I like your answer a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with BGs, to be honest. Um, so I'm just going to start swinging with that. Holy cow. Holy elite Torn chieftain. Like <laughs> <laughs> this has been such a bonkers day. And I'm so glad I actually have like a patch day off of work which is like very unusual for me because basically since 11 o'clock, all I've been doing is play battle playing battlegrounds and oh my goodness. I don't think I've had the same anomaly twice. Uh, actually that's a lie. Sorry. I have had double header twice. So it's upholds its name. Um, I actually just got done. Which one is double header? Oh, sorry. Yes. Double header is Every time you buy the first minion of your turn, you get a second copy of it. Ooh. So you can do some very degenerate things very fast because you get golden co golden copies of cards very quickly. So uh, demons were in the lobby and I stayed on one for a couple turns and I started the game with three golden wrath weavers. Uh, <laughs> and the hardest part about this build. Yeah, not one, not two. But three golden wrath weavers. It was absolutely bonkers. Uh, I got yeah. It was just so much fun. Um, the the worst part about it though is the animations for each individual wrath weaver and soul rewinder, and that taking forever. And but man, it 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 whittled people down. I killed everyone in the, in the lobby. Uh, it was just I. I lost one combat early oh, and then I, I won the rest of mustard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, it's so good. And all the new minions are ridiculously crazy. I've had tier seven exists. I've had money match. So start the game with 10 gold. 
Also, for those of you that may not be aware, if you start off as Omu, you can actually level twice on your first turn. <laughs> so you start the game at tier three. And yeah, Battlegrounds is just jam packed full of fun, crazy stuff to do. Oops, all beasts is super fun. It's just a banana slamorama. Like just everyone's getting slammed. Oprah Winfrey up in this house. <laughs> uh, just everyone getting bananas. <laughs> yeah everyone's getting bananas and like oops all elementals is good those are the only oops all whatever tribe that i've gotten but when you get a tribe the entire game you can actually have a lot of fun with a singular tribe and it is crazy to see like the variation within builds that can exist with just like a singular tribe existing still but it also is just feels bad for the people that can like spike really hard and power level and then they just get like a, a papa bear mama bears because i i had uh oops all beasts with thorum and his tier seven he discovered was papa bear so he had a papa bear and three golden banana banana slamas and i got second that game uh <laughs> there's no way to beat it who got first <laughs> thorum oh oh Sorry, I'm all over the place. ADD brain. Understandable. Yeah. Everyone's on a crazy roller coaster with this one. Uh, <laughs> but BGs is just so fun. Uh, have either of you had the chance to play some BGs today? I got a chance to play one uh, over uh -huh. my lunch break. It, it was a blast. I had the the anomaly where um, everything is gold. You know, so <gasps> so you don't discover anything with any goldens, and you know, if you get three golden, whatever, you know, you, you don't get to then you know discover the the tavern tier next. But everything is gold. So I went Murlocs and had golden <laughs> Murlocs that buffed my hand like, whoa. Um, and then like golden Murlocs that then were pooped onto <laughs> the board that were buffed up. Like these little fish dudes, like they hit the gym. They didn't skip leg day. Like they were Let's into go. it. Uh, I got fourth. Uh, another one of the people in the top four um, also is, was Murlocs. And they just, you know got more hand buff um payoffs than i did so huh, it'd be like that sometimes um but i had a blast and can't wait to dive back in and just see what further anomalous activity i can get up to Heck how about you tito yeah. did you get a chance to play some bgs i did i got um the first one i did was anti-gravity where health and uh attack were reversed what Yes, yeah, so I on the minions you buy. I don't. So uh, I think I think it works normally after that. But when you buy a minion, if it was a one four, is now a four one. I got oops all naga. That how was that? That was weird. Um, I got a couple um of the shakers, the ones that you when you play yep. a spell, zesty shaker, zesty shakers. So I, I had a golden one, another one, and I was doing some things, and I felt really powerful until I got until four people got knocked out. And then the next board was like three times the size of mine, and I just got swallowed. Oh, no. Then I not, had... Not gonna lie, being uh, on the receiving end of that sounds pretty painful. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a little rough, but it was fun. I mean, it, 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 it was fun. And then my <laughs> final one, I, may, I think it was my final one, maybe I have them reverse, was um, buddies were in the... Uh, you could buy buddies from the tavern, so buddies were just dispersed so you could just grab them whatever and i had a a pretty decent game there with murlocs and i had the the new murloc mer uh mercules 
And yep. and so that one, I believe, every time it kills a minion, it gives stats to minions in your hand. And mm-hmm. I had, I had, I think I got second place in that lobby, and it's been a lot of fun. And so, so here's the question, Doc, you're loving this. This is like made for you, the casual uh-huh. battlegrounds player that wants to get in there and do wacky, crazy stuff. Uh, sheep, I don't know how much Battlegrounds you play. I think you're, you're kind of like me. You probably think you're right around s- like 6,000, 6,500. So is Doc. You know, but that's where, yeah. I'm at. that's where I'm at too. That's I where I'm that. at too. That's what I said. I said that. Okay. I okay. said so is Doc. But like for us, we're, we, we like to win. We like to be competitive, but we also are pretty casual. I think that the feedback I've already seen from people that actually take the mode at a serious level has been a little sour uh, in that I don't I, I think people are gonna get tilted very quickly and the 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 pros and the semi pros and the the eight Ks and above type players are really gonna be just waiting for this meta to end because they like things like consistency like you say well quests they're not consistent they are if you know what you're doing right you know I, I get this kind of quest I'm gonna do this I can plan I have that I have that ability this is like Throw throw all the rules out and you know, oops, all beasts, let's go. And and I I I'm worried that the reception of this is going to be a lot like the reception of um swing at the beginning of it, where everybody was just Twist? oh no. Well, if you, if you follow uh, Squelch, you know that we call it swing now. Um, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> um. But like that first iteration, people are soured on it because it was like, oh, hey, look, I'm getting killed by quest line things again. I just did that. I don't want to do that. This next iteration should be a lot more fun and interesting, but it, we'll see how that goes because now it went from, I, I just saw this to, I don't have that collection. So I don't know how that's going to go. But like, so I, I, I share your enthusiasm. I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing a lot of these wacky games. I'm worried that the vocal minority of people on x twitter and no. other 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 sites <laughs> i find fix it um and other sites <laughs> and then, like the people that are really into the mode are going to feel like the mode has been taken away from them uh, uh, on this as a thing that they enjoy so i'm, I'm kind of concerned about that Do, does anybody so have my, thoughts on that yeah so not necessarily pushback but like there's a bajillion different anomalies so there's a, a bajillion different ways you have to learn how to play the game. For the people that want to take this game on seriously and like to learn like the game, they have so much more to learn and so much more to get good at. Like I see this as they could re- like they get over themselves for a second, learn learn how the different anomalies work and then the builds will come. Like, it's just they're having to start from the ground up again, just like everybody else. But there's so much fun to to be had. And there is a lot of different ways you can build stuff with the anomalies. So I'm not super worried about it. I think once they get more than. What's it? What's it been? Uh, 13 hours. Once they get more than like not. No math. Yeah. Eight, uh, uh, nine. nine. Once once it's been more than nine hours. Thank you. Uh then I think they'll feel a little bit better about it because there's so much to learn in this. And like part of the thing I, I mean, I know everyone enjoys things differently, but one of the things I enjoy about Hearthstone 
is how much there is to learn about the different ways you play the game. Like, yeah, there's like, there's aggro mid-range control, but every aggro mid-range and control deck play very different ways. And so with all the anomalies, it's like, yeah, like generally people try to do tribes specific ways and then the anomalies mess that up. So then they have room to learn the tribe under new conditions. So I think once they get a little bit more time to learn and can peek through the variance and find the consistency they're looking for or close to the consistency that they're looking for, that the higher level of players would probably enjoy this as much as everyone else already does. Yeah, I I think that you're probably right. Uh, Battlegrounds itself, you know, (laughs) this opens up a whole lot of different conditions for them to learn, but they can learn it. Um, On the other hand, if it is just kind of wacky, fun exploration times, which I'm going to enjoy, um, and and if the top level players aren't enjoying that so much, um, at the end of the day, I hate to say it, but... there are more of us casual enjoyers than there are these super engaged players. <sighs> Giving us a season isn't a bad thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's our turn. <laughs> yep, I agree. It'll, it'll be interesting um, when the first game in Log- Lobby Legends is everyone starts at five health. who's choosing pinkman (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be that'd be a fun meme so i did forget to say in my initial spiel of battlegrounds i had a game where i was at 39 health 30 health nine armor i got one shot (laughs) went from 39 to dead (laughs) and I went from being in first place to getting fourth place, fourth place with that. And it did not feel great, but I'm averaging like a fourth place finish in every game I've played so far. So that's a win. I, I'll take that. Well, what's the most you can take? 56, right? Uh, well, now it's seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So 49, right? Seven. Math. Um. 50 yeah no 56 seven times eight yeah 56 mm-hmm. sorry you were right well all right <laughs> um so doc any final thoughts on the, the new battleground patch yeah it's fun please play it please enjoy it tweet at me how you feel about it because i am absolutely in love with the state of hearthstone in general right now and especially with bgs this is the most fun i've had in bgs maybe ever Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat down and played BGs for like six hours straight and wasn't just angry the entire time. Uh, it's fun when BGs has special stuff happening all the time. Like this is the smarms mode. Like this is, uh, this is so chaotic, you know, like it just adds, adds an extra layer of fun in there and I'm all about it. Uh, but you sheep, any final thoughts on the battlegrounds before we move on to the main course? I can't wait to explore some of the different anomalies and just enter the tavern doing doing the mosh pit and <laughs> finding out <laughs> what fun I can find. 
I will say, so I, and again, I was only pointing out what, what I've seen a little bit of. I'm having a blast. Mm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, one thing I found interesting today was Marvel Snap also released a new PC client. And one of the things they did was they uh, did some paid uh, sponsorship content today. And there were a lot of people that were uh, are normally Hearthstone streamers, Battleground streamers that were taking time out of their day to do snap. And I thought that that was kind of interesting, just the timing of it. And I wonder if there was intention there saying, Hey, I know we have some new battlegrounds content. People are going to be tuning into that. What if they found snap instead? I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I mean, if, if snap has the budget to pay people and hearthstone, unfortunately doesn't have budget to, do a bunch of stuff as we would like it. Uh, I mean, it would make sense that some of the streamers would take like a day of getting paid a bit more than to play their main game. Oh, and I begrudge <laughs> nobody for doing that. I just thought the yeah, me of it was funny. It's a, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, bet Ben Brode competing with Hearthstone. What is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but also if they, they find the anomalies to be uh, frustrating in Marvel snap, the games are much shorter than battlegrounds, but, but those locations, those are random every single time. Yeah, that's so, I mean, three anomalies every game. Exactly. You never know what you're going to well, get. Yep. Unless it's the and hot sometimes they, And sometimes they blow up the other two locations and it's just one that matters. Oops. <laughs> and and if, if you would like a peek into what maybe the world of Hearthstone and Snap would play out like in a movie... Go listen to my episode of Born to Be Wild, where I guessed it on it, where I, I I put that all out there as what 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 the Team Five movie would look like, and I don't think it would disappoint if they actually made that movie. But <laughs> I would be so entertained to watch that movie. <laughs> it was a great. But anyway, episode. well, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate that. But I, I I'm I'm starting to get hungry. I think it's time for the main course. What do you guys think? Yeah, main course sounds good. What we what what are we having? Well, you might be wondering why we brought Sheep back on so quickly. One, because we didn't have an opportunity for him to hang out with Doc. But more importantly, we have wild news. And if you have not been living <gasps> under a shell or anything, we have a new wild a wild exclusive expansion, kind of. And it's called Caverns of Times. And I'm not going to go through it. So why don't we have the expert, Sheep? Why don't you tell us a little bit about Caverns of Times? Yeah, so Caverns of Time is a new type of Hearthstone expansion. So it's got card reprints as well as the new cards that we've come to expect. Additionally, some new card cosmetics. So, you know, the, the signature cards that we've come to love and no, and I love. Uh, I, I hope others do too. Uh, the the kit knocked it out of the park with the mm-hmm. signatures in this one. If you haven't had a chance to look at them yet, they're incredible. Um, so, like you mentioned, Tito, it's also Hearthstone's first ever direct to wild and wild adjacent formats uh, expansion, meaning <laughs> that the cards in it will not be legal and standard. So th- that also means that they can be balanced towards wild. Caverns of Time launches on August 31st, so 147 total cards, 113 of those buffed reprints, and 35 of those are just strictly brand new cards. 
And it's interesting the way you the way you say that not you say they have said, but what you just said there is that they can actually balance towards wild. They really could have been doing this all along, maybe not with the standard cards that have been released, but they could have been buffing and do, and doing this thing all along. And this is a new thing. This is again, I think a lot of Matt London, uh, which, as was mentioned, that that just that interview on Born to Be Wild just came out literally about twenty minutes before we started our podcast. So go listen to that. Uh, excellent podcast, excellent host. You're gonna love it. But this is this is new. This is different. Like normally they only nerf something that's entirely broken or ban something if it's a standard card. So it's very exciting. But so. You're saying they this new set is going to uh, buff a lot of cards, uh, 113 buff reprints. So, do my old cards that aren't buff still exist? How did how how is this all going to work? Yeah. So your old cards in your collection are now these buffed versions. So you don't have to crack them in in the new Caverns of Time packs, but also duplicate protection for Caverns of Time applies to your old cards. So if you have all of the cards that have been buffed and you're opening caverns of time packs, you're going to just get new cards until you've, you know, gotten all of each rarity. Um, and then you'll, you know, start getting the, the extra copies just, just like normal. So now if anyone's not aware there, there's a lot of rules behind the duplicate protection and, and obviously duplicate protection for anyone that got four lore, lore master chose before they get any other cards. It's one <laughs> of the most fantastic things they've ever done. But now, if you happen to say, I don't know, dust Sergeant Sally, because, you know, you were just tired of how OP she was, that <laughs> card is not going to appear for you until you've gotten all the other legendaries. That's how it works. Because it already, because you've dusted it, it already assumes that you've had it. So, but. Not only that, but um, some people were taking advantage of, of, myself included of those duplicate protection rules and you know if they had all of the legendaries in a set and then one of the legendaries was nerfed they were disenchanting that legendary and then opening packs until they opened it again and disenchanting it etc so now once you've opened or crafted that legendary if you disenchant it duplicate protection like you you may get that one again or you might get another legendary it's not guaranteed to be that one anymore because of i mean of people uh, like me yeah who, no good on <laughs> you for we're trying to get a little extra dust i mean i love team five and i love hearthstone just the hearthstone in-game currency economy is unfortunately kind of abysmal granted we get a lot of free stuff we get a lot of free stuff but with cost to mm -hmm. refund ratio and everything, I feel zero bad for or I feel zero anger towards everyone who, <laughs> who did that because. Get your dust, man, get your dust so you can have other cards. <laughs> Fair enough. So. These cards have changed forever. They've been buffed. They're now the new version of the cards. Wild has always been the place where. In theory, I'm supposed to be able to go play my old decks. Like, that was the pitch. Like, you want to go play Patron Warrior, go nuts. It's still there. So, are there purists that don't like what we've done here, that we've changed these old cards? Like, does it break the spirit of Wild by doing this? 
So I would not only say that it doesn't break the spirit of wild, but it kind of reinforces that ability to play your old decks because you you could play patron warrior right now, uh, you know, but before these buffs. And you wouldn't win a game um, now after some of the buffs, you know, I've, I played a jade um, rogue a jade uh, druid game today i didn't win but i did better than i was before the buffs so so it, it kind of is reinvigorating that general um spirit of wild to be able to play the decks that that you played back in the day they're they're just now they keep up a little bit better um one of the things that some folks are kind of kind of unhappy about with the buffs is that some of them actually reinforced archetypes that are already existing. Um, for example, Cabal Crystal Runner. It's a, a six mana five five. Um, that gets cheaper when you've played Secrets and they buffed it to a six five and that was already seen in Secret Mage. Um, and some people are very vocally upset uh, <laughs> about, about that. Um, and I understand um, because like that, that deck is already good, but also it's not like they, they buffed it to be like an OP card either. So, um, now that we've actually got these cards active, let, let's see just what impact it, it makes before we are like, oh no, this is <laughs> turn the table over. This is just going to be <laughs> the worst thing ever. Oh, so you want to like experience something before we make judgment on it. That's I crazy talk. And have you ever been on the internet? <laughs> I, I i've been on the internet for quite a while and yeah that is what people do <laughs> you're, you're right all right so but i'm a little confused you said okay. that uh, the, the uh, caravans of time doesn't come out till next week but yet you're playing with the cards today can you can you go into detail about that absolutely so with the patch that just came out on august 22nd all of the buffs are now live in clients so if you already owned the buffed cards you can already play with them you can't yet get the new cards the the 34 new cards that that are out yet um you'll have to wait until august 31st to actually open those in packs but but all of those buffs are live in client now and you can play to your heart's content well speaking of new cards what do we know about the new cards? Are they exciting? Are they good? Do are, 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 tell, tell us about the new cards. Yeah, so they kind of went down two different routes with these new cards. So one of them is furthering existing archetypes that kind of fell by the wayside, like Cthune and Jade, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Ice Stock of Cthune looks really cool. It's a four mana one one. With Taunt and Lifesteal, but every time you buff your Cthune, the Eye Stalk of Cthune gets buffed too. So if you've, you know, buffed your Cthune by plus five, plus five, you've got a four mana six, six with Taunt and Lifesteal. That helps you actually survive into the late game to actually play your Cthune, which is now buffed to only cost eight mana, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's very nice. <laughs> And, you know, you, you can actually like do brand Cthune things pretty easily now, especially with a buffed Emperor Tharsan. I'm, I'm just saying I, I won a game with Cthune. I did not win a ga game with with Jades uh, today. You know, the, the few I've had a chance to play with already. <laughs> Sheep, I already don't have enough dust for standard <laughs> and I am or was because with 
the announcement of them telling us to hold off on dusting our cards in wild. Um, I have stopped, but uh, I used to dust every single set after rotation. Oh no. Uh, yeah. And Cthulhu's back, dude. I love playing with Cthulhu so much. So I'm definitely going to start trying to build out my wild collection a little bit. Cause wild is now a mode that exists to me again. Uh, <laughs> and, but the great thing about this expansion is instead of saving up dust and, you know, the, the things that I would recommend for new players getting into wild in general now uh, before, you know, trying to open cards from packs is kind of uh, difficult to get what you're, you're going after this new set though. These are only the buffed cards. This is what, what I would actually recommend. Just, just wait until August 31st and pick up some, some of these caverns of time packs with gold. Okay. So the other kind of path that they went, uh, aside from the uh, reinforcing existing archetypes, is new cards. So we've got like a new um, hero card, Alakir, the Winds of Time. We've got like Rooney the Explorer, who lets you discover a location from the future. We've got like Chromie, who who you discover another just completely bonkers thing. Like it's... These cards look like so much fun and they're not tied to anything that they really did before. And sometimes it's actually tying to things that they're going to do. How does that work? I don't know because these cards haven't come out yet. I can't wait to play with them. That is, that is pretty insane that we'll, we'll get to see the, from the future cards. Go ahead, doc. Do we know, uh, I forget her name, the location from the future. Uh, do we know her pool of cards yet? Has that been revealed? We do. Okay. Yes. Yes, that has been revealed. Uh, so while Chromies are kind of in the client, you know, when you can right click on it and, and and see it up there, Rooney's aren't. But Ridiculous Hat has tweeted out what each of those locations are. I haven't internalized them yet because I haven't played with them yet. But you can find that on the Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely today. have to do that after this. Thank you. Well, what would be interesting, too, is if that card continues to increase as we go, where they add new cards to the pool from the future. I don't know. That seems interesting. They kind of had an opportunity to do something like this, not necessarily before, because it wasn't future, but Wizbang the Wonderful. Per card text could have been generally like like an evergreen card. Um, with them just being able to throw in different deck recipes for him. Um, I would hope that they can, they have, I don't know if it's like a, like a tech issue or whatever. Um, I hope that they're able to just endlessly supply this card with different new things when at whatever state that the cards are balanced in the future and can technically be ready to quasi ship with this card. I hope they're able to do that, but from past experiences, I wouldn't hold my breath in, in like a good way, not a negative. Yeah, way. no, they do this. They did the same thing with, um, so no, they, they did the same said, thing with the, yep. the teacher, right? The, are uh, the transfer student where they said, okay, all future expansions, they're just going to draw a card or something like, yeah. So, um, Deathstalker yeah, Rexar, uh, Beastalker Rexar, the Rexar hero portrait. That one has been updated. Whizbang, while he's not in standard, it does pull okay. from current deck recipes. So, so 
it's possible that whenever the future locations that we're looking at now are no longer the future that they introduce new ones since that one's looking at future stuff i i think probably not but i hope so but it's possible all right we'll have to see so a lot of people thought that twist was the change to wild that they were bringing us and not everybody some people thought that hey they said end of season two uh, so this change of wild was interesting for some that weren't expecting it. What is the new twist season? Because th- this seems to be tied together pretty well. It's super tied together. Um, also, whenever I found out what, um, the, this actually was, I actually thought of the last time I was here on bread and butter, because what did I say? I thought they would do was actually come out with a new expansion and, and Tito, I didn't know yet that this was what was going to happen. <laughs> Galaxy so, brain sheep. I felt pretty cool about that. <laughs> no, no. Astrodom sheep. <laughs> so twist this uh, upcoming season on September 1st. Um, it's going to be the wonders format. So like before, um, you know, the, the new age was, you know, every time, every expansion from demon hunter release forward wonder is everything from mean streets going back so from the uh, legacy cards to mean streets Uh, this twist is not going to have kind of a different modifier so the the beta had the um only class cards can be used and only class cards are in the pool for discovers etc this at the very least the first season for wonders is not going to have any additional modifier there we very well could have additional modifiers going forward um or twists they call them modifiers in the blog so that's what i've been calling it here but it's a twist let's be real (laughs) Um, but all of the sets that are contained in the wonders format are legacy knacks goblins versus gnomes black rock mountain the Grand Tournament, League of Explorers, Whispers of the Old Gods, One Night in Karazhan, Mean Streets of Gadgetzan. I said Mean Streets going back, but Caverns of Time is also included in that, and that's that's our brand new set. Fair enough. And one of the things that they did, one, one thing you talk about the new cards or the cards being buffed, is they've changed, I think, all the Inspire cards that the inspire effect is on a battle cry. Is that for, is that across the board or is that just some of them? I haven't cross referenced it with all of the inspire cards, but all the inspire cards that I was inspired to actually use, they, they did include it as a battle cry as well, which I think is just such a great quality of life improvement. Like that, that's why people weren't really playing the inspire cards to begin with, because whatever the cost was, you really could just add two to it because <laughs> Demon Hunter wasn't a thing yet. Um, because in order to actually get that effect, you also had to hero power. Now having it be a battle cry, that that takes that additional cost out of it, and you can get that that effect twice if you are able to battle cry in this or able to hero power in that same turn. And I'm guessing cool. I'm guessing a lot of these buffs came from um, reviewing some after actions on these sets where they're like. Well, people didn't really take to Inspire. What would we do to fix it? What if it also was a battle cry? Yeah, that's a great idea. Too bad we didn't do that. And then they they found the notes. <laughs> they found the archives. 
and, and go on that. Because if they had done that initially with things like the Grand Tournament, maybe we'd still have people <laughs> like Granad playing. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be Let's bizarre. Let's go. Oh, sorry. That joke's been pushed back again. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So we have, we've established that they've buffed a lot of cards and that they're trying to mm-hmm. make them because a lot of the old cards in the old sets became outdated irrelevant as new cards from standard power creep the listener episode with zeddy have happened mm-hmm. so do we think any of these old archetypes now buffed are going to come back and that's really hard to say until we can kind of get a little bit more data um at the very least in the <laughs> now nine and a half hours since then it doesn't look like they're going to be back for competitive play that said just like we were talking about with battlegrounds wild is more than just the people who are pushing for those high legend ranks i like playing cthun decks i had a blast playing and losing with jade decks today like they are at the very least back and and more viable than they were before which I think is probably where they want them, you know, not completely on top where people are like resenting the buffs, but where you can play with it and not just feel like you're floundering and not like able to do anything. What I also think is possible is that something like a dragon version of Raza Priest is something we may see. Like Marzond is is one of the the new cards. Um, it's a it's a Highlander card there as well. Um, so you discover a dragon. Uh, if you have no duplicates in your deck, you discover a dragon and you do AOE to the board per the cost health. I can't recall um, of the dragon that you discovered. So you get actual value from it. You control the board so that you can bridge into the late game. And so it kind of makes it to where it can be a more dragon centric variant of that existing archetype which is kind of where wild really excels in general. Um, you know, a new card will come out and it won't necessarily be pushing an archetype because it's meant for standard, but wild can go, Oh, here's a fun interaction that the shell of a do- another deck is already there for. We can put it in here and make a different variation of it and, and just have a, a different, maybe competitive, maybe fun deck in its place. And, for those that haven't seen it yet, Murazan is a gorgeous diamond card. It is it is probably the best diamond card they've printed, though the animation is fantastic. I'm now I'm now waiting for diamond signature cards. Yes. Okay, so this is a question for everybody. What are we excited to play? Sheep. I know you played a little bit today. You play your jades, and I know if I recall correctly, uh your friend that you started playing Hearthstone with hit legend with Jade Druid, and you've always wanted to hit legend with Jade Druid, but it hasn't been powerful enough. So is this now a goal that you have, is to maybe next season hit legend with the Jade Druid just to say you did it? Or It is my goal, but I think it's going to be my goal in Twist. I don't think that the power level of the Jades is quite there even after these nudges for Wild. What I'm most excited to play in Wild is honestly Jade Rogue after the new Jade card comes out. So so not not one of the, the kind of buffs, but one of the new cards, uh, because it's basically like a Jade card and a Burgle card. Two great tastes that taste great together. Um, 
I like to play Hearthstone to have fun rather than necessarily to be competitive, though I, I have some competitive chops too. Um, but that's not really sustainable for my interaction with the game. So having those kind of fun, zany decks that then also just have the the winning potential is is what I'm all about. And Jade Rogue is what I'm most excited for. How about you, Doc? Uh yeah. Uh Cthune. I mean, I don't know if the if it'll be good, but Cthune Warrior. Cthune Warrior was so much fun to me back back when it first came out and i <laughs> ran a very bad list that was a Cthune deck without Cthune because the Cthune card still worked because the, the whole shtick of this deck was to get as many twin emperors as possible yeah uh just because that was my own little fun sauce to do back in like 2015 or whenever it came out and i actually talked about this deck with storm rage uh, a couple months ago and he didn't realize that Cthune cards would work when Cthune wasn't in the deck, <laughs> but they're worded where ever like Cthune gets buffed wherever they are. And so the interactions still all work. Cthune still gets buffed. You can still get Cthune to plus 10 plus 10 and have all the special triggers happen. Um, it, I won with it, but that was in the long, long ago. Uh, but Cthune warrior, uh, I want to try Jade's again. Um, Maybe if there's a new version of Big Priest, because I really liked playing Big Priest in the same kind of General Karazhan meta when Jay Druid was really big. Um, and I kind of really want the next twist set to have Ungoro in it. Yes. Yeah. Like I've said a million times, Ungoro's like my favorite set, and we just need more dinosaurs. So Ungor Journey to Ungoro 2, Electric Boogaloo, please. How about yourself, Tito? When you said that you were playing Cthune without Cthune, I kind of had this image of like a cartoon where Cthune is in like the locker room watching the, the baseball game on the TV. <laughs> and like, and there's another hit by the tip twin imps and he's just all sad. But I am looking for... <laughs> but he's getting a little bit bigger because he grows wherever he is. Even if where he is is the locker room. And now we can't get out. He's just yeah, too buff. It... Yeah, it, it was it was genuinely. I had a lot of fun playing that style of Cthune uh, Warrior. I also played Cthune Warrior with Cthune, but I liked doing. I it was I was like, oh, this will be my secret thing to where they think I'm going to be going to play Cthune, but I'm actually going to play this other card instead. Like thinking I was like mind gaming people, but hey, Doc from like seven years ago, play Cthune. You just played yourself, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what if I played? Uh a deck without the best card in it. Okay. <laughs> but speaking of Cthune, so I'm looking forward to playing a little Cthune Rogue because one of the cards they buffed yeah. was the, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one that, um, go ahead, cheap. The Blade of Cthune. Which they, I think they reduced the cost by three. Yeah, and, from nine to six. And what that card does huh. is that kills a minion <laughs> and then adds the health of that minion, the attack and health of that minion, to your Cthune. So that was always a fun deck. It was a very meme deck. But of all these decks, that one has some potential to actually kind of, I think, improve a little bit because you can actually play those cards and, and and get good value out of them earlier than you would and maybe stem off an attack and all that. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. So, sorry. Quick, quick, dumb question. 
Cthulhu's battle cry dealt damage in one damage intervals to the amount of attack he had, correct? Uh-huh. Why does Rogue get to do just all the degenerate things all the time? <laughs> like, uh, Cthulhu is a symmetrical minion, okay? Now he's not going to be. <laughs> he's just going to be very top heavy. He's going to be he's going to be all pecs and shoulders and no legs. <laughs> that Cthulhu skips leg day. <laughs> no, Cthulhu never skips 100%. leg day. Never skips leg day. <laughs> so many legs. All right. Well, let me ask you something about the way they're selling packs. So they're selling mm-hmm. these caverns of time packs, which do adhere to dupe protection. We're happy with that. But. Do you think the approach here is right from Blizzard? Because they're selling all these packs now. And now if you're if 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 this is a set geared towards wild players, and obviously as you try to get people to invest in the wild sets, older cards, evergreen content for duels, for twist, for wild. Um so if you're a wild, if you're a probably I, I would assume you have a good amount of the wild set, if not all of it. Um, you're now only buying packs for 35 <laughs> new cards. So do you think they should have just sold the new cards as a mini set for, for folks like you and also have the packs or whatever? How do you, how do you think they're, they're dealing with this? Yeah. So for people like me, they're really getting me with, with the signature cards to be completely frank, because those things look incredible. But if this was exclusively geared towards wild players then i i would say just buff the old cards have them be there just release a mini set but this is also a twist product very much so and and i think that's where the the kind of difference is there um twist definitely needed these buffs to feel like old wild remastered Otherwise, the power level, you know, people think they remember it being a certain way, but then, you know, that we were actually playing Hearthstone in 2023 and this just isn't as powerful as I remember it being. So those buffs are really important. And a lot of people dusted their wild collection, just like Doc did. Right. Um, And a lot of people weren't playing whenever (laughs) wild was uh, whenever Hearthstone was coming out with these wild cards. So this lets them actually get the cards without having to try and wade through all of the, the, I mean, to speak frankly, pack filler that is in, (laughs) I read all of those, uh, those um, expansions and adventures. It's a lot of them. You'd have to start buying a lot of packs to try and get something kind of sort of competitive. Whereas now, you know, yeah, you may have to craft like a card or two from those, but most of the cards that you're really going to be looking to play in Twist are going to be in Caverns of Time. So I think that making it an expansion um, is really like the benefit is for people who are trying to get into it in Twist rather than kind of the the, the old wild folks like me who have all these cards already and, and are basically just buying it for the, the 34 new cards. All right, fair enough. So as a wild player who's been waiting all year for this change to wild, I'm using air quotes. You guys can't see it because it's, it's an audio format. Um, how do you think Team 5 did? Do you think they hit the mark or do you think they missed it? I think that they did really well. I think they hit the mark. Um, 
they made people excited for Cthulhu again, right? Like not just with the buffs, but with I stock of Cthulhu. Like I, I keep on bringing that card up because it, it looks kicking rad. Like I can't wait to play with that. Um, I think that maybe they went a little bit past the mark in some of those existing archetypes that are already strong that got a little bit of a buff really for twist more than, than for wild, obviously, because they're already strong and wild. Um, and so, you know, some people, the, the vocal minority of, of, of folks are a little bit grumpy about that. Um, and I think if they had just kind of not done those like two or three buffs of the 113, they would be seeing pretty much unanimous praise for it. Um, whereas now that's it's a little bit more of a negative reaction than a positive reaction. So I I think by and large, like 98, 99 percent of it hit the mark exactly where they wanted to. It's the sweet spot. Twin Emperor Vecklor is now a 6-7. Like, it's awesome, right? Um, but they overshot it a little bit with, with some of the buffs. I'm actually looking forward to Blizzard doing the... Oh, I hope they do the old bit of, I have a, a six-mana card. What do you think? Eh, it's a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, no, I'm not on it. Okay, it's got lifesteal. It's got taunt. No, I'm still not <laughs> on it. But, okay, so one more question on this and it's i just completely lost my thought that train left the station doc you got any final thoughts on the wild yeah as someone who has looked at who has honestly just looked at wild and has interacted with it seldomly uh for like two seasons of thl uh when they first started through wild which is how like I very first started interacting with Tito on a semi-regular basis. Um, I think this is incredible. Like to give, to give another reason to go back with new, with the new content that everyone's excited for. And then like, like we've said a couple times, the signature arts, they, uh, the artists absolutely killed it. Like Tyrion Fordring, the first legendary I ever crafted has a signature art and it looks pretty good and Cthulhu signature art oh my goodness that looks really good too like and all the explorers i definitely want sir finley because i'm a murloc enjoyer murlocs i think are my favorite tribe to exist in hearthstone ever and i honest honest to goodness uh really want a murloc themed expansion where every class gets something murloc related but also ties within the class identity because that would be fun come on give us hearthstone exclusive murloc lore Celestalon, I know you can do it because uh, he can. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like like I said at the top of the show, Hearthstone is just really fun and exciting in just about every aspect of the game. And it's been a long time since Hearthstone has just been like sensory overload. Everything is going well. Everything is like really fun to play or there's really fun things on the horizon. Like what a time it is for everyone who's currently a Hearthstone player. And I really hope that there's new Hearthstone players that started like yesterday, not knowing anything. And it's boom, 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 boom. Like all this new stuff. Like it's incredible. Like this is like, like Hat tweeted a couple days ago, the most Hearthstone dense news month we've had ever probably like, Y'all, if you're not playing Hearthstone, 
you should. And I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you don't play Hearthstone. <laughs> but if, if you do, well, then props to you. But honestly, if you play Hearthstone on a, like a semi-regular basis, play it more. Like if, if it's not a game that's like super heavy in your game rotation, please, for the love of yourself, like play play hearthstone play as much hearthstone as you possibly can because hearth i feel like we have hit the hearthstone renaissance like we had the hearthstone golden age like a while ago right and i feel like this is the renaissance of yeah yeah exactly and i I feel like this is like the new the new age of hearthstone and hearthstone is just oops good things like like oops the game's just fun every everywhere you look okay a couple quick things a couple quick tangents. One, you said, if you're not listening to Hearthstone, you listen to us. What are you doing? I appreciate that. There is a podcast I listen to, and I recommend to anybody who likes wrestling. It's called The Book of Wrestling, and it is going through moments of... It's by, it's by this guy, David Shoemaker, a.k.a. The Masked Man, who wrote a book about the, the, the Book of the Dead or the Book of Dead Wrestlers. It's really, really good. But he, he's an awesome guy. And they went through all the moments like uh, Kane and um, Undertaker, like the, the, the first episode there, um, Mankind versus The Undertaker in the Steel Cage match. The, the Pretty much like all the key moments of the Austin 360 and I just whooped your ass. Uh, but one thing he does every single time, every single podcast is like, and if you don't listen to wrestling, thank you for, or if you don't watch wrestling, thank you for listening. It's like this ongoing thing. Um, two, you mentioned something that I wanted to ask Sheep. There's a lot of news this week and it's been packed heavy. You think Hearthstone did wild a little dirty? by also releasing Battlegrounds anomalies at the same time and not just highlighting Wild in this one patch to let it breathe and become this big thing where it had the attention, it had the spotlight. Because I think that Battlegrounds... I haven't heard much talk about the Wild set outside of the the little, little uh, communities that I'm a part of. I think Battlegrounds stole the thunder. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on that? So... I can see that. I don't necessarily think that they did wild dirty um, because the actual set releases on the 31st. And when else would they have really gotten a chance to (laughs) to say anything about it? Right. Um, Like maybe a week or two ago. But what would it have been ready to ship then? Probably not. Um, So I think that putting it in the client now getting it like at the very least for people who are paying attention to those other parts of news. And then whenever it's actually pushed out onto the client, that's whenever people will, who are, you know, the less engaged player, the people who just pull it up on their phone and that's, you know, whatever push notifications Hearthstone sends them, that's what they're seeing. Um, I think that having it for them, it'll feel more like a trickle out rather than like these patch notes had a table of contents like it was huge mm-hmm. and for the super engaged players like you know you and me we're reading those right um for the less engaged players they'll see it whenever it actually like goes live for them so i i don't think they necessarily did wild dirty um but now that you say that i can kind of see where that's coming from fair enough so what are your final thoughts on the wild changes we already asked doc how about yourself sheep 
I am just excited to play more Jades. I'm excited to play more Cthulhu. I'm excited to play new cards that interact with them. Like that's never been done before for like pretty much any of those kind of like not just those specific, but any of those. This is what they're kind of pushing out archetypes. We're getting that for the first time. And I'm I just can't wait to like dive in with new cards on the 31st. So I, I'm excited. I mean, one of my sayings is excitement abounds and uh, like my cup runneth over <laughs> with excitement right now. I, I will say I noticed that when I listened to your last episode with the housewife, you 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 use that phrase a couple times. I'm like, ah, that, that that's sheep's uh, signature there. Um, anyway, Doc, is. um, that was a lot. I think I'm getting a little full, but you know what? I think there's always a little room for dessert. What do you think? Yeah, dessert. Dessert's always a good time. So, listeners, uh, new or old, uh, by listening age, not biological age, um, <laughs> leave us a review. Let us know how you enjoy the show. Let us know if thoughts, opinions, uh, accolades, or hard feelings. Uh, but no matter what, we do ask, like, please leave a five star review. Helps with visibility. Apple Podcasts really sucks with helping new shows get any kind of visibility because everybody and their dog has a podcast nowadays. And, I mean, which is great. People making content, awesome. Um, but yeah, just five star five star reviews help the show uh, get seen better, gets pushed to more people, which is ultimately what we want. Um, so please leave us a review. And okay, sheep. And I, hold on, hold on. On that note, biological age. If you're 14, bring them in. Like, let your kids listen to the show. I spend a lot of time bleeping out the swears when we have guests like Warshak or Just a Guy. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that Just a Guy. Bring them in. We're okay. <laughs> Biological <Yep>. age, too. <laughs> Biological age, too, matters. Anyway, go ahead, Doc. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. So, I know we asked you your favorite dessert last time. Uh, so, this time, we're, we're really coming out of left field. What's your favorite breakfast food? Ooh, breakfast, the dessert of <laughs> meals. Um, my favorite breakfast food has to be hash browns. Like they come in so many different shapes and sizes and you can make them however like fits your fancy, be it like honestly, severely underrated. McDonald's hash browns, really good, but homemade, like it doesn't get better than homemade either. So hash browns, they're versatile, they're delicious. They've got all the, the those delicious starches, like what's not to love. Now, do you like your hash browns kind of cooked up with like some tomatoes and some onions and some whatever? And they, they, they make them like it's almost like a medley of different flavors. Yes and no. I Ooh. like it both uh, in a medley and just 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 the potato. Both are fantastic. I, I I don't think you can go wrong with hash browns unless you just like don't cook the potato. <laughs> Doc, how about you? What's your favorite breakfast food? Oh gosh, uh, there's a lot. Um, I really like French toast. Actually, actually, I have a very specific French toast. So uh, last last time I went and hung out with Daniel Stormer and Sheldon and got to meet Smarms, uh, we went to this restaurant called Abracadabra's. And it was like French toast on like a baguette that they that they cut lengthwise. And it was like fried in crushed up Captain Crunch. It sounds interesting. 
it was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. And I love Daniel and I wish I lived closer to him. But I mean, technically I will soon, but I hope he stays in Pocatello forever. So I have a reason to keep going back to Abercadabras because that place was great. Fair enough. I, I do want to touch on sheep's hash brown choices, though. McDonald's hash browns S tier. They're so good. So, so good. good. Like the salt, like it's like the percentage of potato starch to salt is just it can't get better. It is 100 percent. If you want a quick hash brown with zero effort to yourself, McDonald's hash brown, 100% the way to go. Absolutely. So I make omelets every day. None of my favorite. Like, I like omelets. I have I have chickens. We've talked about this. And I'm trying to eat better. And part of eating better is actually eating breakfast, which I skip a lot of times. I've gotten rid of cream in my coffee, and I'm drinking coffee black, which has been fine. It definitely reduces the <laughs> amount of coffee you drink. I usually have just one cup now instead of three or four, but, and I supplemented energy drink, but we don't need to talk about that. But my, my omelets, my omelets are, I, I make some peppers and onions and some mushrooms and I make them at the beginning of the week. I cut up a, a ham steak and I make, um, I don't use cheese. I just make an omelet there. That's great. But the key breakfast isn't just one food. It is. Mm-hmm. Two eggs over easy or over medium, plus some hash browns or, you know, um, home fries, depending on where you go, with some sausage and a grilled English toasted. Give me that breakfast right there, and that'll tell me whether or not I like your restaurant or not. A grilled English toasted. So it is grilled and toasted. No, no, a grilled English muffin. Sorry. Grilled English muffin. Okay. Sorry. Um, I was like... I've never tried no. it that way before. That sounds like good. It just sounds like it's going to be very crunchy. <laughs> no, no, no. Super crispy. <laughs> I, I was one time I went to IHOP and they could not get toast right. <laughs> it, 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 they could not like, I literally had to send the toast back three times because it was just like, I'll eat, I'll eat food if it's not good. The only times I, I send food back is if it's like just, overcooked beyond belief or still mooing and fair this toast was just like it wasn't even toast like this is bread like why are you bringing me bread like in (laughs) one time fine you know whatever but three times no we're not having it (laughs) but speaking of poor experiences with breakfast sheep where can people find you on social media (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can be found around the internet at Electric Sheep City at places where that fits, like Twitch and Blue Sky, and at eSheep City at places where that doesn't fit, like Twitter. Not X, Tito. Twitter. <laughs> well, and, and don't forget OnlyFans. Um, Doc, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Doc McButt. And how about yourself, Tito? Well, apparently you can find me at Tito's Electric Sheep City Anna HS at Twitch and Twitter. Or huh. that's at least what's in the show notes. But you can find me <laughs> at uh, Tito Santana HS on Twitch and Twitter. I stream post nights, uh, except for when we're recording here. And I play, eh, no, I stream most nights. I'm not, I shouldn't. I probably should do other things. But whatever. Uh, Sheep, you have any shout outs tonight? Yeah, of course. First and foremost, y'all for having me on. It was a blast hanging out with y'all. So special shout outs to y'all. Q 
you. Um, of course. Yeah. You thank you. Thank you. Of course, shout outs to Matt and Chad for like actually letting us interview them. That that was just a really cool experience. Uh, hat for making everything happen with that. Nate and Hydra, my co-hosts at Born to be Wild for doing the thing. And viewers like you. <gasps> That's all of you. And your friends. Tell them Ooh. about the show. Doc, where can people find uh, <laughs> you have any shout outs this week? Uh, yeah. So first and foremost, Sheep, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm glad I actually got to be on the show when you're on the show this time. Uh, it's been nice to chat with you for a long time. Uh, and as far as other shout outs besides that, uh, my niece, Harlan, I FaceTimed my sister this morning and I got to watch my niece take a couple steps and it's making me feel old because last time I saw her in person, she was like a month old and now she's starting to walk and like have quasi like early toddler conversations. Um, babies are cool. Y'all love your family. Tito, how about you? Um, I want to shout out dragon rider this week who is a frequent guest on the oh. show and she did the master's tour this week and she, kicked ass took names yes and, and and um even casted the finals uh which was fantastic and um shame on anybody that was rude in, in twitch chat because um there was a lot of that and y'all can go to places that you know suck but um no dawn did awesome dawn is awesome and um she's just fantastic so shout out to her um, shout out to Sheep for coming on again. I hope we have um I'm hoping to make Sheep a semi-regular kind of contributor. Uh we'll see how busy his time is. But I will say that Sheep we we pushed the, the episode out a day and we found out today the reason why was because he didn't want to be on the show with the knowledge that he had ahead of time because he had the interview <laughs> with uh, Matt and Celestalon. So I, I completely respect that. But he's like, yeah, I can't do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Let's do Tuesday. I was like, sure, that works. <laughs> so thank you Sheep, for that. I, I also legit couldn't on Sunday or Monday, but also it's like, let Tuesday seems <laughs> good though. Well, thank you because it's been a blast. And and I want to shout out Pocket Train as well, uh, who is always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, I thought he was going to make it this weekend, but you know it just wasn't in the cards. And hopefully he'll get there. And same with McBannerface. He he's they're knocking on the door. They're going to get there. Um, I'm okay with mm -hmm. Meaty always never getting there, but that's fine. <laughs> um, anyway. No, I, I like I like meaty, but it's fine. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, that's it for us. I think we're, I think we're toast. Uh, we'll see you later. Bye bye. Alf Viter Zehen. Ooh. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light. <laughs>